Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Wednesday, February 7th. On today's show, the commercial real estate market remains stable. Janet Yellen expresses concerns about U.S. commercial real estate, but says stresses are manageable. Plus, Moody's reports on NYCB's core commercial real estate lending. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a look at the commercial real estate sector in Tucson, which has been facing a new question each year since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, as we enter 2024, the question seems to be why Tucson has been spared the high vacancy rates that other big cities are grappling with post-pandemic. To discuss this further, we have Bella, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So Bella, why has Tucson's office sector shown surprising resilience? Well, David, according to Barbie Reuter, CEO at Cushman and Wakefield slash PICOR, commercial real estate services in Tucson, the city's office sector had positive absorption in 2023. Rents and vacancy rates remain stable, suggesting that Tucson is somewhat insulated from the issues that larger markets with a lot of high-rise space are facing. The fact that no new supply was added to the market for the seventh consecutive quarter also helped. Interesting. How have shifts in consumer behavior, such as the surge in e-commerce, affected the city's commercial real estate market? The rise in e-commerce and the increased need for localized warehousing space have been beneficial for Tucson. The industrial sector performed strongly due to high demand for logistics and warehousing space. Flint Development, a Kansas City-based commercial real estate development firm, has been a significant player in this area, having just completed work on the three-building, 806,606-square-foot Tucson Commerce Center near the airport and currently constructing another 1.7 million square feet of commercial space at the Southern Arizona Logistics Center. What about the retail sector in Tucson? How has it transformed in the wake of the pandemic? Consumer demand and spending grew considerably, driving retail demand. Tucson's population growth to over a million residents has made it more attractive to chain restaurants and retailers. Malls have been reinventing themselves, offering a blend of retail, entertainment, and dining experiences. Smaller strip mall and neighborhood shopping center spaces are also doing well. And what about the medical office space? Has there been any expansion in that area? Yes, medical office space has been expanding, reflecting a broader trend in healthcare expansion and innovation. According to Reuter, medical office space has been the darling of the office market. What are some of the broader economic factors impacting decisions in the commercial real estate sector in Tucson? Interest rates and construction costs continue to impact decisions in the sector. However, Tucson's strategic location as a gateway city in a border state has been a significant driver in its resilience as a commercial real estate market. The cost of doing business in Mexico is now more favorable than in China, leading to a huge nearshoring trend from which Arizona is benefiting. Tucson is also gaining from the global shift toward clean energy manufacturing. So, despite potential economic uncertainties, there's a degree of optimism for Tucson's commercial real estate market. Yes, despite potential uncertainties regarding a potential recession and monetary policy, Reuter feels that Tucson's commercial real estate market warrants a promising degree of optimism. 
The markets were largely healthy last quarter, and three out of the four sectors that they are involved in, office, retail, and industrial, all had single-digit vacancy. So there's a reasonable amount of optimism. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for the report, Bella. In related news, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has expressed concern about the potential stress on banks and property owners due to the commercial real estate market. Amid higher interest rates and high vacancies due to changing work patterns, the refinancing of commercial real estate loans could put significant pressure on property owners. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply CRE. So Celeste, what exactly is causing this stress in the commercial real estate sector? David, the stress is primarily due to two factors. First, the shift in work patterns following the COVID-19 pandemic has led to higher vacancies in commercial properties. Many companies have adopted remote work, reducing the demand for office spaces. Second, the refinancing of commercial real estate loans is becoming more challenging amid higher interest rates. These factors are putting a lot of pressure on property owners. And how does this affect banks? Some banks may also come under stress due to the lower demand for commercial real estate. If property owners struggle to repay their loans, banks could face significant losses. However, Yellen believes that banking supervisors are very focused on helping banks manage these risks. What measures are being taken to manage this situation? The Financial Stability Oversight Council is focusing on commercial real estate, and bank supervisory agencies are working closely with banks to find ways to work with borrowers facing problems. They're ensuring that loan loss reserves are built up to cover losses, that dividend policies are appropriate, and that liquidity is adequate. There were some concerns last year after the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Are there fears of a similar situation happening again? There are some concerns, especially after New York Community Bancorp reported problems in its commercial real estate portfolio last week. However, Yellen has said that she would work with banking supervisors to address anything that could create systemic risk. She did clarify that the Treasury had not considered blanket insurance for all deposits without approval from Congress. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Speaking of situations to keep an eye on, Moody's has raised concerns over NYCB's core commercial real estate lending, citing a significant unanticipated loss on a New York office and multifamily property that could potentially shake investor confidence. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you shed more light on this situation? Certainly, David. Moody's warning comes in the wake of NYCB's unexpected loss on a New York office and multifamily property. This loss, according to Moody's, could create a sense of uncertainty and sensitivity among investors, particularly because NYCB's core business revolves around commercial real estate lending. What could be the potential implications of this for NYCB? Well, the immediate concern would be a potential loss of investor confidence. If investors start to question the stability of NYCB's core business, it could lead to a drop in the company's stock price. In the long term, it could also force NYCB to reassess its lending practices and risk management strategies. Switching gears a bit, there's been some uncertainty creeping back into the U.S. Treasury market after the Fed and some blockbuster data. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, the U.S. Treasury market has been experiencing some volatility recently. This comes after the Federal Reserve's latest policy decisions 
and some strong economic data. The uncertainty is likely due to investors trying to gauge the potential impact of these developments on future interest rates and inflation. And finally, Australia is making a move to allow workers to ignore after-hours calls from bosses. What's the rationale behind this? This move is part of a broader effort to promote work-life balance and reduce employee burnout. By allowing workers to ignore calls from their bosses after work hours, the Australian government is trying to ensure that employees have sufficient downtime and are not constantly under work-related stress. Thanks for those insights, Michael. Speaking of progressive moves, the commercial property industry is undergoing a digital transformation with the introduction of AI-driven technology known as PropTech. According to a recent report by MRI Software, this technology can effectively address the industry's major challenges such as complex legacy systems and a heavy reliance on manual processes. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this report and the challenges it highlights? Certainly, David. The report, titled Digital Transformation Journey, outlines the key issues faced by industry professionals. The survey indicated that the most significant challenges were performance-based, with many struggling to offer a seamless customer experience across various mediums. There are also issues in achieving measurable performance improvements and definitive business outcomes. On the process front, commercial real estate leaders are concerned about streamlining complex processes, reducing manual workloads, enhancing reporting and analytics capabilities, and ensuring optimal resource allocation and cost efficiency. And how does PropTech aim to address these challenges? PropTech, or property technology, uses AI to simplify operations and enhance efficiency. It's not just useful for everyday tasks, but also plays a crucial role in strategic planning, making real estate portfolios more strategy-oriented rather than just process-led. The long-term goal for property professionals using PropTech is to leverage strong data to bolster their investments and achieve customer satisfaction and retention. Can you give us some examples of how AI is being used in PropTech? Mark Cohen, Asia-Pacific Vice President for Product Innovation at MRI Software, highlights several everyday workflow benefits offered by AI. These include automating property and facilities management to boost efficiency, establishing best practices in digital leasing processes and online tenant services, handling larger data volumes for market research, and using predictive analytics for informed strategic decision-making. AI can also help in creating new products and services, saving costs, promoting the adoption of sustainability-focused property innovations like smart building management, and extracting key insights from corporate and legal documents to further streamline processes. What has been the industry's response to these AI-driven prop tech solutions? The response has been quite positive. Paul Faulkner, head of business technology for Asia Pacific at JLL, has shared his experiences with MRI software's solutions such as MRI Property Management X and MRI Investment Management. These solutions have been critical in managing their real estate portfolio. Faulkner appreciates the consistency in reporting and data visibility across all environments these tools offer. He also values the business efficiency, good reporting for automated monthly reports, and a focus on sustainability that these applications provide. What does the future hold for AI-driven prop tech in the commercial real estate industry? The shift towards AI-driven prop tech in the commercial real estate industry 
promises efficiency, consistency, and strategic growth. The next four years, up to 2024, are expected to see increased usage and various improvements in this segment. The technology is set to cater to the industry's needs and is likely to become an integral part of the commercial real estate landscape. Thanks for the insights, James. That's certainly something to watch. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.